politics Some culture and craft beer Politics And that is why you're here Politics Bottoms up Welcome to Bottoms Up Fred and Blotto discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state. Padums up, all y'all. How's it going? We have episode 63 clear to launch. Uh, let's see, what's, what's clever 63? Well, when I hear that, it makes me think of 1963. And then it makes me think of my brother-in-law's 1963 Chevy Impala, which was one bad dog for the time. And uh, whenever I think of that year, I always think of that car. So it's it's a fond number and a fond memory for me. So whew, came up with something. <laughs> Lotto knobs, how are we doing out there? I actually, got- I'm doing fantastic. Oh, okay. So it's I. I think it's a Friday. I'm not sure, but regardless, I'm gonna party like it's Friday night. So here I am. I too am doing fantastic, and uh, I uh, just happened to be born that same year that Impala was produced. Oh, so '63 is good by me as well as a good year. Um, and uh, you know. I think it was also the year Kennedy was shot, wasn't it? That sounds about right. In which case, uh, that ties in because of Bob Dylan's new song that just came out. His first new uh, original release since 2012 about the Kennedy assassination, A Murder Most Foul. It's basically a short... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, that's okay. I was going to say, it's basically a short soundtrack. <laughs> oh, really? 17 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He thinks he's Tool. <laughs> Speaking of Tool, what kind of beer do we got? Hey. Hey, hey I, I did want to mention one thing before we get to the beer. Um, Blotto and I actually de-isolated today for a brief what three minutes we physically uh, saw each other uh we did yes yeah. yeah he helped me out with the uh beverage situation and uh was kind enough to swing by shay fred and drop off a couple of beers which i am very grateful for and i'm looking forward to well partaking so i dropped off a big red one yes you did <laughs> So, so what beer is that then? That is the big red one. So this is a brewery Vivant. Uh, we have done a couple of their beverages in the past. And uh, this is part of their farmhouse series. Uh, we did a farm. We did their quote unquote farmhouse ale, uh, which I think we liked. I'd have to go back and look, but I, I think it was one that we that did okay. And um, so this is uh, amongst that family of beers, and uh, they call this one the big, big red cock. 
with a uh, rooster on the can. So, and it's C O Q, not C O C K. Yeah, I don't, not quite. I guess it's the whole thing is based on Belgium, southern Belgium, or something like that. Um, when you read the can, and there's a lot there, about 17 minutes of that, too. Um, anyway, so it's a red ale, 6% ABV, and should be pretty hoppy based on the uh, description. Online, they said that it was a red IPA. Um, okay, interesting. All right. Yeah, they call it a red, because we've only had the one red IPA, which was 11, wasn't it? What was it? Uh, that that was also a red ale, a red IPA, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joe Reezy said that when she went to Vivant, that she had this. Mm. So she beat us to the punch. Are we, gonna, mm. are we ready to pour? I'm pouring it. I'm drinking oh, I've already. Poured. I thought you were still going on with the information on the can. Uh, no, you know, there's a lot written here. Um, they talk about the glassware to use, um, which is a tulip glass. They talk about the pairings, which is uh, sheep's milk cheese. We all got that sitting around. Oh, yeah, I've got a couple blocks in the fridge. Uh, or aged Gouda, which I actually do have some aged Gouda. Maybe I should go grab some. Um, and it, uh, they also suggested with uh spicy uh, creole mm, um, i can see that anyway uh vivant is a grand rapids brewery um uh, and they, they you know they, they, they give you a ton of information and it's interesting you know that you know some of the breweries i guess they feel like less is best on their cans and others really just like to have you know a uh, a good time loading up the can with all kinds of information. Um, I think more information is better, don't you? Yeah, I would love, I want to know more about the beer I'm drinking, to be honest. And, you know, it, it's not like you down these things and chuck them over your shoulder, right? You you might pour them into a glass, but the can is handy. And to make it a conversation piece, um, you know, it's kind of interesting, uh, especially in, Times like this one, running out of things to talk about. <laughs> uh, you know, you, like the, the the farmhouse ale. You know, it had the whole story about farmhouse uh, uh, beers and how the beer was, you know, uh, safer to drink than water, and every farm brewed their own beer right on site, and yada yada yada. See? Did you guys yeah. see that thing I just sent you? No. Look at your uh, face. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, yeah. That's that's awesome. That must have been what Joe Reezy picked up when she was at Vivant. Oh, oh okay. It's a coaster of a red, red rooster. Yep. There's the red cock. It's very dangerous to have a beer called this with immature little boys like us <laughs> all day long. <laughs> the message is going back and forth. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, uh, let, let, let me ask you: do, do, Does it hurt the beer sales? No, no, absolutely not. Everyone likes a good chuckle to themselves, thinking they're getting away with something. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So, so this comes in a 
three pack, right? Of three different varieties. Well, that's where I purchased it was the variety pack. Yes. I, I I haven't seen it stand alone. Um, that that's all I've seen uh, at my local Meyer location. You mean and the variety? I'm getting pack? That, uh, Yeah, I'm getting the variety pack for almost a year now. I think on and off. So you've had this before. Absolutely. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I've had I've had everything in that pack because it's they're all fantastic. So, so it, you brought the the farmhouse to the party some weeks ago. Was that also then because you had the variety pack? Yeah, I think that was during the uh, that was before the beer fest. I think we had that. Uh, that was, was yeah. That it, was like the Jeff Sessions era. Yeah, and it was in my <laughs> fridge because I had the variety pack. All right. So at least all summer, I had multiple variety packs in my fridge. All right. Well, let's talk about the taste a little bit or the product itself. Uh, Fred, let's start with you. Well, <clears throat> I think it has a really excellent color. It poured a, a nice red out of the can. Uh Perfect amount of head on it. It's got a nice bouquet. And I like it so far. I, I, I can see why they might call it an IPA because it kind of dances around having grapefruit as one of the main flavors, but it's, it's more subtle in the background. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so far I like it. I, I see nothing to complain about here. Next. Maps? I agree with everything Fred said. Uh, nice aroma, beautiful color to it. I didn't really get any head on it, which I really prefer a nice frothy layer on top of them, but that's okay. Very drinkable. No lingering aftertaste to it. No, it's uh, clean. This is definitely a for me. I love this style. Yeah. Well, I did get a little head on my big red cock. Um, see, can't see? can't let it go, right? Can't let it go. Yeah, I will always giggle at something like that. Um, giggle, giggle. Yeah, you, you know this. This is probably going to fall in the for me category as as well. Uh, agreeing with Fred's description, um, you, you know, it, it's 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 a it's a quality product. And mm-hmm. it's got that hoppiness, but it doesn't linger too long. I don't feel like I'm getting slapped in the face with a grapefruit, <laughs> <laughs> y- you know. Um, and, uh, you know, it really is just a fabulous color. Um, you know, it's that, it's that copper red um, t- tone, you know, more like mm-hmm. nice deep red hair versus... Uh, uh, red that you see on a sports car, you, you know what I mean? Right. And they yeah, call it yeah. red. So, um, you know, there's a sexiness to this beer as well. Hmm. I liked it. When, when I was pouring it out of the can, I was looking at the beer coming out and it almost looked pink. And then once it got into the glass, it, it took on a little bit more <laughs> copper color. <laughs> Grow up, would you? <laughs> We're not going to get through this show. <laughs> no, no, not. You just teed another one up there, Fred. I know. <laughs> I'll shut my mouth. It's for me. 
Mm-hmm. And it's got the a nice comfortable level of alcohol, which is good. Yep. Six, yeah. Six percent is really good. That's yeah. a good that's a nice spot to come in. So yep. <laughs> Okay. All right. I think the more that we do this, the more I'm kind of leaning towards the small, lesser-known breweries. And Vivant has become like one of my top breweries mm. in Michigan. I would love to go over there to Grand Rapids and see their place. I heard it's very like medieval church-themed. I think it was an old church. Yeah, I want to go there so bad. I have a buddy who lives in Grand Rapids, and... He said when he went, he didn't necessarily enjoy it so much, but he's more than willing to go back with me to try it again. So I can't wait to get over to Grand Rapids and try out Levant. What didn't he enjoy? Uh, he's not really a craft beer person. Oh, well, so okay. All right. Obviously, he's not going to like it. Yeah, it's not for him whatsoever. He would. He's a, like a Michelob light person. Milwaukee's best light. Yeah, that's probably right in his wheelhouse. So it's quality. It's quality beer. Says big but Wade. It's a war. I will. I will take the pilgrimage to Grand Rapids, and I will show him the way. Let's show him the big uh, red cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, uh, Fred. So before uh, we 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 get into the. Uh, uh, the crap that's been happening all around us from Washington to Michigan. Uh, you had mentioned about how we sort of, you know, broke out of quarantine a little bit and um, uh, ha- had an opportunity to, to see each other face to face today. Um, Pop-Tart broke out of quarantine yesterday. Or I should say, we broke our own quarantine yesterday, and I'm still sort of like I don't want to say miffed about it, but I do find it surprising. At around five thirty, she invited the mailman in to do a shot of whiskey. The mailman? Now, of I all mean, if you're going to break quarantine, let's break quarantine. <laughs> Holy crap. He, this dude is handling stuff, or lady, is handling stuff from around the nation, if not the world. And she brings him or her into your kitchen and shares whiskey. I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell Gretchen. Uh I, I, I guess I don't know how this had all started, but he um, he didn't feel comfortable doing it on the front porch. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, I get that. I, I, I get that. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Now, again, I don't know how this all started. I, I, I know him. Uh, you know, he's not a friend, but we know the male guy. Right. I mean, he, you know. And um, somehow or another, yeah, Pop-Tart had mentioned something to him. And we get the mail very late. We're like the last street that he does. So we sometimes, we'll actually sometimes get our mail after 6 o'clock. So actually, he's had a chance to really collect yeah. some foodies. <laughs> it's rather annoying how late we get our mail. Really, it really is. And But I suppose somebody has to be last, I guess. But I, I don't know. Why us? 
So, you know, so she said or something, I, I missed all this, you know, uh, you know, when you finish, come back and I'll give you a shot of whiskey or something like this. And so, you know, at 530 or whatever it was, there's another knock on the door and I look and it's the mailman. And so Pop-Tart goes running towards the door. But I actually, there, I, I guess I knew that he was coming back because she put a shot of Jameson's in a little shot glass that's shaped like a pineapple in the mailbox on the lid. So open the lid up and then had, you know, the door to the mailbox and then had the little tiny brass pineapple filled with <laughs> Jameson's. <laughs> if the story couldn't get more bizarre, sitting out there for him. And so then he knocks on the door and he's holding the pineapple, but he was like, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't do this out here. <laughs> Like, come on in, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, so then he comes in, then she shows him the whole bar. Like he walks all the way into the kitchen and she's like, oh yeah, we got this whole bar. Now she, again, Pop-Tart had already been into like, you know, tree Martrini's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Qu- Quarantinis, if you will. Ah, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's a great story. So then, <laughs> only Pop-Tart. Oh, you're not done. Well, well, just after he left, I'm like, okay, Pop-Tart, of all the people to bring into the house, <laughs> I go, the mailman is cool. I, I get it. He's a cool guy. But why, why would you bring him in? She's like, well, I couldn't do it outside. She's like, I'm just going to Lysol everything now. <laughs> you should have went in the backyard. So she started Lysoling the kitchen and the foyer and that's pretty cool. Uh, that's know. classic pop tart. So, so now know. our thirteen days has to start over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of, before we get going, speaking of isolation and all that kind of stuff, um, I know Blato that over the past couple episodes you have inquired how everybody's doing with the isolation, and it seems like Nobs and I were uh, kind of enjoying it and getting a kick out of it where you you were taking it a little bit more world serious and all that and that that's fine i'm not being judgy or whatever but but i thought i'd add a little more to my enjoyment part oh i thought you were gonna come around to see it in my way oh okay no it's actually got better um i'm not sure why i still haven't quite figured out what the logic is but we got a uh, email from where i work and they told us for the next five Fridays, we're not working and we're just taking vacation days. <laughs> so now Fridays are off for me <laughs> for the next five. I, I don't understand where, where they're making us take our vacation days. I don't understand the financial benefit to them. There must be some or they wouldn't be doing it. But yeah, we're, we're taking you know our paid time off, and it's okay with me. What if you don't have the paid time off? Just they said you could go negative. <laughs> okay, then everybody's getting it off. Yeah, but company wide, no one's working on Fridays for. But they're forcing you to take vacation days. Yeah, and I guess I'm not I'm sure they can legally do that. 
no, whatever. I'm I'm thrilled to have a job, so I don't I I don't argue stuff like this and right right. No, I I agree. I agree. I I I would tell you that um, I heard that a different division of the conglomerate that I work for is now forcing people to either take a 10% pay cut or one week furlough in both 2020 and 2021. Really? Yes. Hmm. Well, the way they put it to us was that they didn't want to affect our take-home pay, which it doesn't, but I don't know what's on the backside. I don't know what advantage they would get out of this. You know, it's interesting. And, and it's like, eh, okay, four day work week. I'm at home. It's cool. <laughs> it just got better. <laughs> Whatever. I hate wasting vacation days on stuff like this, but. Well, well, that's where it, it sort of benefits the people. If, if you're on a calendar year that used vacation day in January, you know what I mean? And, and didn't have as many to go. You know, this actually kind of happened with Pop-Tart's son, where they wanted him to, to use vacation days. So they, they tried to furlough him. And then basically he pushed back on that because there's these rules on notice for furlough. You have to give like six weeks notice or something like that before you can furlough somebody. Otherwise, you have to lay them off. So there's a slight mm-hmm. technical you know, uh, difference there which is kind of the way I think that my company is doing it, saying, you know, your furlough is sometime out in the future. So then they said, okay, well, we're going to pay you for two weeks and then you're going to be laid off or, or then you can use your vacation time. And I said, well, if I were you, I wouldn't use my vacation time, assuming you're going back and say you're going to file for the unemployment as soon as you get late, you know, as soon as the two weeks paid is up. Right. And um, so, you know, he kind of pushed back on his company for that. And um, he looked into it and yeah, he discovered uh, that they can't force you to take vacation days. So, but I don't know. I wonder why they even try. Do they just assume that people aren't going to pursue it? Be like me, just thankful to have a job and we'll just take my lumps. You think that's what they they count on? Well, you know, I mean, there is the difference where you're, I don't know. I, I mean, they're asking you to take a day. They were asking him to take two weeks, you know, all together, right? And that's I'm what taking one, I'm taking one week because it's for five Fridays. But but one week, you know what I mean? Like, like you couldn't file for unemployment within that one day. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Where he can he can do that now. And that's, that's what he elected to do. At the end of the day, he thought, look, I'm getting the 600 bucks plus the unemployment. So, yeah, I'm getting, you know, whatever it was, 60, 80% of his money that he normally would get. And he's not using any vacation days. Now, he, he, he says to me, they better bring him back. <laughs> if they don't bring him back, he would have rather taken the vacation days. Yeah, and stayed on the payroll through April. They would owe him that anyways, wouldn't they? Uh, they don't. Not they unless don't. It, 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 it goes over a full year. Hmm. That's, that's definitely not a law. I've worked for companies 
Fred, that pay you for, for your vacation time if you don't use them. And I've worked for companies that would be like, nope, they go away. Sorry. And I worked for a company that didn't do a good job of keeping track of your vacation days. That was only up to your immediate manager. So when you left, you got your vacation pay uh, for all the days. So if you had two weeks vacation, even if you took 10 days vacation during the year and you quit on December 30th, they gave you a, a paycheck for 10 days. Hmm. It used to be an incentive for people to quit. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, I'm going to get a nice check for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, all of our personal issues. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the world's coming to. Um. All I know is, while well, I've been in quarantine, I've started talking to inanimate objects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that, you, the, you live alone, so it's it's yeah. Oh yeah, the fridge and I are on a first name basis, and the kitchen table, and yeah, it's it's been weird here. Uh, <laughs> Nob's got his vivant and his new friends, and and, and, yeah, and you much. guys think this is uh, this is a, a benefit. You, you know, I, I, another person that's kind of with you. I was I was I was talking to the Dill, and he said he's loving this. Now he still has to work, um, but uh, you know he's not working as much or whatever. And sometimes he's just taking care of his business from home or whatever. Um, I don't think there's anybody keeping track of him. I think is kind of what what's going on there. But he says, you know, he's totally busy. He's swamped. <laughs> and, and I'm just thinking, doing what? And he says, well, day trading. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well that's that's what you choose to do. And he says, you know, I do yoga every night between seven and eight. And yeah, but none of that is his actual job. I, I, I don't know. He's he he's liking it. That is such the deal. And he says he's just uh, he, he's got no free time. <laughs> That's what he said to me. He said, "I'm I'm not, I got no free time." He said, "You know, I'm cooking dinner every night. I'm like, you're choosing to do all these things. You're filling your time." And he's that kind of person. See, I'm not. I'm not good at that. There are some people that can always remain busy even when they're not. <laughs> and I think that's an admirable trait. <laughs> like when I'm not busy, my ass is on the couch. <laughs> like yeah, it's 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 known that I'm not busy. I I don't I do a very poor job of pretending I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, I I guess if you can change your definition of busy to being on the couch watching TV, then you're busy. I, you know what? Which is kind of what I, it's, it's what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, I'm watching this this Netflix special. I I'm busy right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's not much of a TV watcher, but you know, it's just other things. Right. He, he, you know, he said to me that he's he's learning more about trading. He's learning more about what stocks he wants to trade and whatever. And he goes, and that's a job to me. He goes, you, you know, I, I, he says, I look at it as my second job because I use it for additional income. He goes, so I'm just working harder at my second job. 
Well, he's never worked hard at his first. <laughs> <laughs> Not to my knowledge. Well, we'll have to get him on maybe next week. He'd be he'd be a fun one to have on. We've we've had him on. Well, no, I know that. I'm oh. just saying. <laughs> oh, the way you said it. No, I I, I meant it is. Yeah. It would be nice to have him back. Uh, one I, of the I worked it wrong. One of the things he's. Uh, so busy doing uh, is we've now started an online poker club. Oh gosh. Uh, and so Mr. Busy seems always available to sit down at the poker table and say, Hey, who, who wants to play? <laughs> 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 so again, I, I think you're right now. It's all a matter of your definition of busy. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Me, I'm, I'm like, I'm doing nothing. I might as well podcast or play poker online because I'm bored out of my fucking gall, skull here, you know? You could also make a trip to Lansing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been that bored. <laughs> Some people have, apparently, because they can't buy seeds. Uh, yeah. Um, or, uh, you know, they can't fish. Right, yeah. Can't get on their motorboat while it's snowing. Uh, I, I don't know. Why is Michigan? Why is it all? We're starting to like take over Florida for like laughing stock of the country. It, it seems we're putting up a good fight for it at the very least. Yes. Uh, and I think what it boils down to is we're. We've just become this huge swing state, and so all of a sudden we're a lightning rod, and getting all sorts of exposure we probably don't even want. <laughs> Do you think the protests that took place in Michigan this week were a result of ginning up political energy versus People really, uh, you know, um, being that upset about the stay-at-home order? It was a Trump rally. Absolutely. It was a Trump rally, 100%. All you have to do is look at any footage from any news organization in or out of the state, and it basically looked no different than a, a Trump rally anywhere. It really didn't. Who who organized this? It was Michigan Conservative Consortium or some shit like that. I don't have any problem with if people are genuinely upset about Governor Whitmer's um, stay-at-home thing. I'm all for a nice peaceful protest. You go there, make your point. You know, blah blah blah. This was this had nothing to do with. I mean, there's people there that had their semi-automatic weapons <laughs> slung around their necks. They hit the Confederate flag. Please tell me what the Confederate flag has to do with stay-at-home order by a governor. I, I, I'm sorry, I just don't. Well, get it? it's all about northern aggression. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, and then. It, the best thing to me was all the maggots running around, no masks, 
They're all shoulder to shoulder, screaming in each other's faces, spewing bodily fluids up into the air on each other. And then they leave their little rally. They go home to their corner of Michigan and share the bodily fluids that they were gifted with in Lansing. And here we go. You know, I, yeah, but, but I don't have isn't, isn't, wouldn't it be hypocritical of them to maintain social distancing and, and, and social quarantine norms on a rally that they're there to try and end the, 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 the lockdown orders. Like I, I kind of get, I, I kind of get it. If they were all practicing social distancing, I would be like, well, this doesn't make any sense. You, you guys are, you know, idiots two times over. You're saying that we should be able to go about our business, but now you're so afraid that you're going to catch COVID from your neighbor. You're you're wearing a mask and not and standing six six feet away from the rally. It doesn't make sense to either do both. And the ones that were practicing uh, social distancing during the rally, and they're saying, "Well, we're just staying in our cars." Well, then they're also doubly dumb because they're they're they're, they're saying. Well, we want to end the lockdown, but you know, you know what? I'm not getting too close to anybody. <laughs> well, that's precisely why none of this makes right. sense. Blotto, none of none of it is. You've got you've got none. a group of people that are just staying close together because they don't believe in social distancing. Another group that believe the virus is a real threat, so they're staying in their cars. None of that makes sense to me. None what are they actually sense. protesting? It's it's all all it was just a Trump rally. Yeah. Yeah, and now you see the um, Michigan legislature is trying to strip um, Governor Whitmer of her emergency orders powers. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the Republican-held legislature is trying to strip her of whatever powers these are. I, I don't know the technical terms for it, but. Yeah, they're trying to neuter her. She's got a target on her back for sure. Oh yeah, no, no question. So she about must it. be doing all the right things. That's all I can figure. Well, I, I mean, this is this is the part that is is just it's sort of befuddling, but we also know that it's not. Um, she's really not doing anything differently than forty other governors and twenty plus other Republican governors. I mean, she's just really not. I mean, our stay-at-home orders. You know, what she likes to do in her press conferences is, you know, she likes to give specifics, right? Don't buy paint. Don't buy gardening supplies at big box stores or whatever. And because she goes so far as to give examples or specifics of things that she wants to outline in her non-essential list, she gets, you know, creamed by, you know, the the, the people on the right, Um uh, but essentially this is what the lockdown and the non-essential lockdown is across the country. Um, and you know, are you really just trying to split hairs about what non-essential is? Well, you know what? I got into a, a numerous fights online with people about this stuff and they're just thick headed. It, it isn't, a can of paint is going to save you one way or the other from getting coronavirus. 
what it is is she's trying to take away the temptations yes. for you to break staying at home. You know what I mean? Yes. The, and, and they just they just don't get it. Well, they it's don't want pretty, to get it either. It's a pretty simple premise that she's just trying to 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 make it essential from front to back, top to bottom, and painting a room or putting um, new bulbs out for your tulips in the garden is those are non-essential things. They're temptations for you to leave your house. The idea is to stay in your house for a couple of weeks. Let's try and beat this thing back, flatten the curve, whatever you want to call it. So we can try and think about going back to life as, as close to what we used to know. But you, you would not believe the arguments that, that I got in with people. And I kept trying to boil it down to simplest terms. It's just she wants you to stay home. She's trying to take away the shiny objects. Yeah, no, I, 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 I've had the that, that is exactly what that is what to me, that's it's clear and simple. She's just trying to take away shiny objects. Deal with it for a month. And crying out loud, you bunch of snowflakes. It's it's Jiminy. It, fucking it, Christmas. It's always what I find with Trumpsters. It's always the me. It's never the we. It's, well, I'm not doing that. You know, she's telling people not to go up to their cottages. And, you know, some Yahoo I'm arguing says, well, why can't I go to my cottage? And it's like, well, because when people go to their cottage... They usually they stop for gas. They stop for gas. They stop for food. Go to McDonald's. They replenish the, the refrigerator. They get groceries. And then, you know, this guy says, Well, I don't need to do any of that. I'm self-sustained in my little cabin, you know, up in Grayling. And it's like, okay, I, I don't care what you're saying. Your little world is not the center of Michigan, and you can't speak for everyone. And what I just told you makes perfectly good sense. Like you know, it's non-essential. That's kind of what the point is, right? To stay home being non-essential. And, you know, the same thing with the boating. You know, I just want to go to the marina, get in my boat and, you know, go out. Well, that's fine, okay? How often do you stop at the beer store to get beer to put on your boat and snacks? Mm-hmm. You know? And go to the gas stack. It, it, yeah, well, and, 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 and things like that. So, you know, the idea is, is, is to limit the spread and cut out non-essentials. And, you know, it's, it's not a perfect system, right? And we know we can go to Myers and we can buy, um, you know, bathroom towels, but, you know, we can't buy spray paint, you know, for a plastic model if you happen to be doing one and you need some flat black paint. Yes. Um, but, you know, uh, just just saying off off the top of my head. But what, one of the guys that I was fighting with, we're going round and round and round, right? And then, turns out, this dude had symptoms and had to get tested. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that. You know where I heard about it first? I'm a mailman. From Joe, no, no, I should have asked, but Joe Rizzi said she saw his post in the, I'm from Roseville, or I grew up in Roseville, 
Yeah. And he was talking about having symptoms and having to go get checked over at McLaren and Mount Clemens. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. So <laughs> I went looking back for the thread and in the middle of the night, he had said something about it to me. And I'm like, dude, you're proving my point. I mean, he's saying, I've done everything right. You know, uh, my my family isn't showing symptoms. No one from work is showing symptoms, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it doesn't mean anything that they're not showing symptoms. Asymptomatic people are giving it to lots of people. And look at you. <laughs> <laughs> And he was one of the ones bitching about not being able to go to his cabin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And like I said, it, it's always just me, me, me. I wish no ill will on anybody. I, I, I hope he's fine. I don't know what his results were. But it, it just, it's mind-boggling. It's a simple, simple premise to understand and and it's for the masses. We we all want the economy to open back up. We all want to go back to normal. Why would we want to be prisoners of our home, even though I love it? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're on it's this. It's been pretty good. We're on the same side, or we should be, right? But ah, they're, they're so short-sighted. I mean, a couple weeks. Oh, my gosh. But but let me let me throw something something out at you uh, that's slightly on the on the devil's advocate side. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, I like it. You know, going back to when this started, our goal was to flatten the curve, right? Right. Yes. yes. We didn't want to put a strain on our public health resources. That, that was pretty much the, the main driving factor of flattening the curve, that we could handle the, the deaths annually that COVID brings about, just like we can with other uh, infectious diseases uh, that, you know, have different spikes. But we can't handle a run on the hospitals and being able to treat everyone equally to the full extent that they need to to give them the best chance to recover right yep do you feel as though that is still the goal do you feel as the governments uh that are making decisions now on putting the country back on some sort of path to normalcy that that goal is still the same well, I think you have to separate dear leader and his administration because they've never been on board with what you just said. Well, they don't understand. It. He doesn't understand. It. They understand it. it he, he doesn't, doesn't understand. It. You know, he But 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 I'll I'll use I'll use Governor Whit Whitmer as an example, right? Okay. Is she working or, or governors, are governors working under the premise to reduce the amount of spread and infection of COVID-19 to almost to the point of trying to eliminate it? Or are they working under the premise to make sure 
that our hospitals can handle the sick. I, I'm, I'm contending that it's A. That's my devil's advocate. I, I, have a, I kind of am getting the sense that the, the governments have moved the bar, have raised the bar uh, in terms of what is acceptable. Because I don't hear about flattening the curve anymore. Well, it seems like that's been happening, you know, in places like New York and New Jersey. It seems like they're flattening their curve, even even though they've still got some bad numbers, but at least that part seems to be happening. I, I You know, there was a meme I saw today about, you know, going back to normal when you start to flatten the curve is like, you know, detaching yourself from your parachute because it's already slowed you down. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know um, if it is a proper analogy or not because I'm just going back to what, what we were told was the original goal. And that was to flatten the curve and that we can return to normal when we flatten the curve. Now, maybe we can't. I'm, I, I, you know, that is up for debate. But that was the goal, <laughs> flatten the curve. And we have flattened the curve. And now we're kind of saying, eh, it's not quite flat enough or that's not good enough. Well, I think if you're talking about Michigan, it's way too early to tell yet. Well, okay, okay, no doubt. I mean, I mean, I agree with you, Fred. But go back to what I said probably four weeks ago on this podcast was my big concern about doing all of these measures is can we effectively tell if they're working? Like, that's always been my concern. Like, what are we examining to know that it is okay to go back? And I'm still, I'm still, that that bar also seems to be moving. Because I get the sense that we're, we're, we're trying to eradicate COVID versus just deal with the people that get it. Well, I don't think you can eradicate it. Well, but, but but that's what that's that's the sense that I'm getting. That's what I'm that's what that's what I'm kind of riled up about. Because what you're hearing, what you're what you're hearing basically um, from some is normalcy really won't be normal until we get a vaccine. Right. I agree with that. Ah, uh, well, that's, again, that's not what we first bought into. Normal was going to be normal when we flattened the curve. Unless I was, unless it was deeper than the way I'm framing it, and I was just, you know, taking it in the simplest form. 
I, I think there's a middle ground between oh, those two, nah, oh, flattening oh, the curve. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> can, can I go? Come on, go. Okay. So it, there's a middle ground between flattening the curve and a vaccine for everyone. And it's that part to where we don't flatten the curve and then open everything up and then it spreads suddenly again. We have to flatten the curve and keep it flattened. Right. I, okay, so 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 what we have to buy into, okay, and it could be legitimate science. I'm not saying that that they're asking us to buy into junk science, but we have to buy into the fact that once we flatten the curve, if we don't even though we've achieved our goal, if we don't maintain these extreme measures, and they are extreme, then we're going to have another spike and then our hospitals are going to get overrun again. And people that shouldn't die are going to die. Yes. (laughs) There's a hesitation there because you see where I'm going with that. That's exactly, yeah. You're like, no, I have no idea where you're going with this. No, I I did. I just, you, you see where I'm coming from, not where I'm going. I'm sorry. You see where I'm coming from on that is, is you said, yeah, like that's what we're supposed to buy into. We flatten the curve, but if we don't do this until there's a vaccine or until some other level of new metrics, because the only thing we had to do before was flatten the curve. Now we're going to have a spike in the curve again. And then, like I said, people are going to die that aren't supposed to. Because even with a vaccine, people are going to die from COVID-19, right? We have a vaccine for influenza, basically. People still die from influenza. There's lots of different strains. There's big years and there's light years of um, sure. uh, of infection and, and, and deaths, right? It can be as low as 15,000 a year. It can be as high as 60,000 a year. And, and, you know, maybe those comparisons still aren't fair, you know, the, the flu comparison, right? There's murders and SARS and swine and bird and <laughs> all those other ones too, right? Yeah, there's a lot of other yeah. stuff. But- I'm just saying that I kind of feel like we have moved the bar from what our original goals were. And I don't, and, and, and personally I'll say this too. I think we moved that bar because we didn't know how to really measure those first goals. What is that shocking to you? (laughs) Uh, I don't know, Fred. I I mean, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling like this is worthy of going and protesting, right? I mean, I think the protests were ridiculous. I'm, I'm not even anywhere near close to that, right? And I want to practice and, you know, be a good citizen and think about others and do all of those things, right? I mean, I was the one in the house that was against bringing in the mailman. <laughs> um, you stand your you ground, know, but, bottle. But, you know, you saw me today. I, I had my mask on. Which I thought I thought I was going to get a comment about my mask from you. I don't think you said anything about it. I didn't. It's got beer bottles on it. Looks like even even the gal at CVS mentioned it. You were at CVS buying lottery tickets. How dare dropping you? Dropping off a prescription for Pop Tart. Were you buying seeds? I'm dropping off a prescription for Pop Tart. 
the drive-through. She said, nice mask. So moving sort of in the same direction of this conversation into our latest um, co coronavirus um, Trump rally, they were talking about opening the government as early as, or the economy, I'm sorry, as early as today in some states. It's ludicrous, but that's what they were saying. That there was like up to 29 states that could potentially open today. Yeah, I, I mean, my, my boss and I were just talking about that today because, you know, we travel a lot, right? And so, you know, you open up Iowa, but, you know, I have a customer in Iowa. Am I supposed to get on a plane and go see them? See, that's what I think is is the 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 biggest problem with any of this horse shit that Dear Leader and his his clown show are are putting up there every day is like in, until the country's ready as a whole to open, how can you open up states? It, it, it makes no sense because Fred, I'm starting to feel like you're tainted though that you're biased. You, you you don't want this to end until like 2026. <laughs> How many years you got till retirement? Well, this thing won't last that long, but can we go to like 2045 or 2050? I mean, all right now, cut me some slack. I am. You know, you got dumbass up there saying that. Oh yeah, we we got some states that are ready to go right now. All right, we'll. we'll I'm going to pick one. Montana. Okay. So Montana is going to open up their economy and everybody goes, you know, the stores open and all that today. So that means that anybody that's in the proximity of, of Montana, all the stores opening, all the business like opening, 19 people. <laughs> right. All those 19 people are not allowed to leave Montana. And on the other side, you can't have people from, say, Michigan go to Montana for business because they'd have to get on a plane. Okay. Here's I, and then they've got to go to Montana. No, no, no. But, 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 Fred, I, I'm taking exception to what you're saying. Okay, and, I, and I'm not saying your 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 premise is wrong. But here's here's what I'm going to go back to what I was saying. Are we trying to make sure that Montana never gets COVID infections? Or are we just trying to make sure that Montana's healthcare system can handle the number of COVID infections that they get? What I'm saying is that if, in fact, Montana had reached said levels that are acceptable, unless the states that neighbor him and other states in the country can say the same thing, you can't interact. But you, you, yeah, right. You have to factor that in. So, so what if the calculation says we know X amount of people travel to Montana? We know that people from, you know, that go visit Yellowstone also go visit the Yellowstone in Montana and go to Billings and, you know, what I, mean? I mean, what if, what if you factor all that in and say X number of people from around the country, especially like some places from New York, 
annually visit Montana, and those numbers don't change very much. I mean, you know, if you had, you know, 80,000 people from New York visit Montana every year, it's going to be 80,000 again this year, whatever. Here's what's going to happen. Here's the number of infections that are going to happen. And here's the number of people that are going to get sick over a period of time. Here's the number of people that are going to recover over that period of time. And you know what? We have 4,000 hospital beds and we can handle that. It's complicated. It's really, really complicated. And certainly this administration does not have the bandwidth to factor it all in. And the people that do are getting ignored. And, you know, so now you have politicians running this thing. And it shouldn't be politicians that are running it at all. Why would you expect anything less from this clown show? but, but, But I'm also, like I said, I'm also throwing in all the governments in this. Because I don't know that data is driving this in a way that it should. And the goals are interesting. I'm, I, you know, the Republican governor of Ohio and the Republican legislator of Ohio, um, you know, just, just typical Republicans. The Ohio legislation came out with a four-step plan to get the economy back open in Ohio. And I don't know if they're part of the uh, the Midwest coalition that Whitmer's yes, part of. I think they are, right? Yep. Okay, seven yep, Midwest states. And, you know, she kind of said, well, we're all in this together, but we also might act separately. Whatever. Um, uh, but the Ohio Republican legislator set out some very specific metrics. In phase one, we have to have, you know, uh, four straight days of no new uh, or, or of of uh, not rising cases confirmed, and then fa- and 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 then you know eighty five percent capacity in hospital beds. In phase two, we have to have thirty straight days of no rising cases confirmed and seventy five percent capacity on hospital beds. And you know, phase three is this, and you know. And I'm looking at it and I'm trying to think to myself, what is wrong with it? (laughs) Because it was Republicans that came up with it. And I really couldn't. I was still trying to figure out. Now, they didn't put timelines, but they did something that I've been asking for. And that is they set quantitative goals. And, And you know what? I'd love instead of the Ohio legislature coming out with this crap, I'd love for scientists to be backing it and saying, here's here's what makes sense. You know, there was a um, a great article. Uh, I don't think I passed it on, and um, I'm going to look it up here real quick uh, from uh, our friend Spike out in LV that he passed on about the lack of science in our policy making. Fred, did you happen to see that? Yeah, I did, but really, really, I don't know if I can. I don't think I read it though. A really, really, I saw it. A really, really good article about how we have got to pretty much get out of this idea that 
political elites run this country and the media. And that, and that it has to be experts. You know? And uh, no argument here. And, and I, I, I just, yeah, I couldn't agree more, right? I mean, that's really, um, uh, you know, what, what has to happen. Uh, yeah, it's uh, from the cityjournal.org called Waking Up to Reality. COVID-19 exposes the American system's systematic decay. Um, uh, for my pea brain, I had to read it twice. I actually probably read it like three times in different sessions because I was like reading it. And then I was like, well, I didn't understand where this was going. I didn't understand the article. And so then I was like, then I tried, you know, uh, uh, combing through it a couple times. And then it was like the third time I finally sat down and really digested it. And it was a, a really, really good article. And I, I, I kind of got the, the overall point that they were trying to make. So if it took you three reads, it was probably lost on me. <laughs> I think you could get it in two. You could probably get it in one if you just read it without, you know, any noise being around, you know what I mean? But um, but like I said, I do recommend the read uh, because it does talk about um, politicians and uh, the media just have their own agendas that are not necessarily the will of the people. I mean, in its simplest terms, I agree with that. I don't think any politicians should be heading up or the the talking head for this stuff. It, it should be the scientists and the doctors and the ones who are the experts, like you say. I mean, how simple can it be? But yet we, we've got the clown show every day and, dear God, no... No telling what's going to happen to this country, especially if if dumbass gets to twist enough arms and get this get these governors to cave in and start opening up before they should. I mean, like Whitmer, she keeps saying they're relying on the scientists and the doctors, but we'll see. You you certainly see um, a lot more pressure at this point in time, coming from the right about trying to open things up. Wait, 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 Did you wait. see? I mean, it, it's, like I said, the Republicans in Ohio trying trying to figure this out. Did you see the um, coronavirus presser yesterday? And Dr. Phil is the, also trying to open up the country. Oh, yeah, Dr. Oz. And Phil and um, Oz. <laughs> bo- 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 <laughs> the demeanor... Don't call them doctors. The demeanor of dear leader yesterday, it was almost like he had feathers in his mouth, you know, bird feathers in his mouth. (laughs) It's like he knew he, it was like he knew something because he, he wasn't agitated. He, he, it was almost like he knew something was going to come and 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 I just have a sneaking suspicion there's some major league arm twisting going on, 
and, and he, he's going to somehow figure out a way to get his way to get things all opened up and all hell is going to break loose because of it. Well, I mean, because it's about winning the election. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, he doesn't, it, it, he doesn't give two shits about you, you, your grandmother dying or whatever. He, he does not care. I, I would get like, like how he wanted his name on the stimulus check. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet if one of his family, if, if Ivanka died, he wouldn't care. It wouldn't slow him down. Uh, I honestly believe. I believe that, that too. Baron. It would not change any of his calculations. It wouldn't. I, I think if his kid Baron and I I'm, probably shouldn't even bring that little dude up, but if he died from it, I don't think it would change a, a single thing. I don't think he has the emotional capacity to have that slow him down in the least. I honestly don't. Yeah, probably. I don't know. He's sucking my will to live these days. I'm sucking my big red cock. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Went right there, huh? That's out. (laughs) Uh, so I was doing some research on the protests in Lansing. Did did you see who was behind the protests in Lansing? I, I thought it was the uh, George Soros, Betsy DeVos. Oh well, yeah, yeah, really. Yep. Yeah. From what I was reading, is that her and her little group were responsible for the. Organizing everything, and aren't they? She doesn't have a little group, isn't? Uh, aren't they? Because uh, what you said for is different than what I thought. I, they they do have some organization that's kind of around this whole idea of opening up the government. Like they, there, there is they have like a name that, that kind of makes sense to what their stated purpose was, even though it was a charade. Charade. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, uh, I guess uh, Pink Floyd is going to be streaming a lot of their previous concerts. Really? Yes. I had not heard that. Bucket sent me a text on that today, and I, uh, I think I remember seeing something about it. But we'll talk more about that later. Hey, before we totally bail out of this subject, just one thing I wanted to get your guys real quick opinion on is dumbasses tweets of the day with liberate Michigan, Virginia, and was it Wisconsin? Was that the others? Minnesota, Minnesota. I'm sorry, Minnesota. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, how much I feel more, like this could be an entire episode right here. How much this more could, pisses me off? Could he divide the country than doing shit like that at a time like this? And then his minions just suck it up and defend this guy and enable this guy. If if that doesn't show what a, a cold hearted prick he is, God, why can't he catch this virus in 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 a bad way? I mean. I said earlier, I don't wish ill will on people. Well, I think I'm changed that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Unfortunately, one of his traits is that he's a germaphobe. I guess. I don't know. Liberate Michigan. Yep. People people can die because of that tweet. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't I don't know if I don't know if he realizes that or his no, followers realize that, but no. People can die. It's okay. Because of that tweet. It's okay. It's acceptable. It's fine. I, I, I don't understand how someone in his immediate family hasn't contracted this thing yet. I, I don't know how else to drive it home to this moron. Ah, <laughs> uh, I need a break. Shall we uh, go get our get I'm our own brews for for uh, second half? Yeah. Do we want to talk about endorsements? How much time we got in already? <laughs> One ten. Uh, okay, so everybody's endorsing Biden now because there's no other choices. Yep. <laughs> Done. <laughs> when when we asked what should Bernie do, and the answer was endorse Biden, he came out and did that. So. I think Bernie probably listens to our podcast. I think you're right. He must. He must. Yeah, that's he the way have I thought of it, it without yeah. us, uh, without us mentioning it, right? So you you heard it here first. Bernie Sanders endorses Potoms Up. Um, fact. Fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. anything, anything else is fake news. How much does it help? It, it doesn't hurt. We know it doesn't hurt. How much does it help? A little bit. Yeah, just a small amount. Um, uh, but I mean, everyone's doing it, so it's the it's the cool thing to do, right? Bernie's doing it, Warren's doing it, Obama just done it, so it's good to see some unification. But we'll see if it's enough. So now it's on to VP pick. Yes, there's chatter about Warren. Did you see her on Rachel the other night? Rachel asked her if, if Biden asked you to be VP, would you do it? And Rachel was waiting for like a politician paragraph. And Warren said, yes. One word answer. Mm-hmm. I, I think most everyone's going to say yes to that question. No, though. no, many don't. Whitmer did. Yeah. Really? Most of them won't. Most of them won't say anything at all, right? Whitmer was on Rachel last night and she asked her the same question and she totally dodged it. And I don't blame her, you know, whether she's thinking about it or not. Normally they don't just commit like that. They're politicians. Yes, yeah, no is not true. true vocabulary. Yeah, they don't commit. So so I personally feel like Whitmer would be a pretty solid choice right now. How do you guys feel? I, I was just gonna put him in two different camps. I think Warren brings in some of that Bernie vote, some of that progressive, right? That, mm-hmm. yep. that people have reservations about. And generally your VP pick won't help you, but it can hurt you. Uh, but I think it's different right. this time. I, I absolutely do think it's different this time because I think a lot of people aren't necessarily sure that Joe's going to go too. Yeah. So oh, absolutely. I, 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 don't I think, think it's will. I think it's different this time. Um, so Warren brings in that pro- progressive wing, maybe 
a little bit more than Whitmer could. Uh, does Whitmer help deliver Michigan? Yes. I think possibly right now. I think there's a very loud minority against her. I think overall the state favors Whitmer. Um, I, You know, sometimes I get caught up in the loud minority. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And I think Biden really should go after a swing state like Michigan. I think that would definitely help him. Because right now, what does Warren deliver other than progressive votes, which he's probably going to get anyway? Well, maybe. Uh, maybe. On the other hand, on the other hand, since we're talking about it, does, does I think Biden is strong in Michigan regardless I think there are a, a, a right. lot of people that like his centrist and and they're looking for reasons not to vote for Trump. And I think that he brings that. So I think I think Biden can take Michigan with or without Whitmer. What was the difference in uh, 2016 with Michigan? A few percent, like, uh, right? It was either 10 or 20,000 votes. So like a few percent. Though. And it was all right. It was and, and and most of it was Wayne County. Right. And Massachusetts was like 66 to 33 percent. Right. No, no. Yeah. She she doesn't. Warren doesn't bring a state. Warren, Warren yes. brings a movement. And I don't know that a movement equals electoral mm-hmm. votes. You think a lot of that movement's already in states that. Are going to be blue anyway. I like that a lot. So like the same reason with, um, but it's what Harris from California, right? Who needs more Bernie bros from California? Yeah. No one needs more votes from California. It's going to be, even if they're Bernie bro votes is what I'm saying. Right. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. So you go after a swing state. You go after Michigan, Ohio, Florida, uh, Wisconsin, something like that. You don't go after Massachusetts or California. I, I, I think that makes sense. Now, that being said, if I think Warren is still a fantastic course, VP choice, though. I, th- I would be thrilled if she was the nomination for VP. Yep. I think strategically it doesn't make what, sense. What Warren does is it makes you feel better about voting for Biden. You're still going to vote for him. It makes you feel better. I can't yeah. argue that. But is that what he needs, right? Does, does, does he need a stronger coalition uh, or does he need a larger coalition? <laughs> he needs a larger coalition. And he's a larger. Yeah, you got to get the swing states. That's what it boils down to, unfortunately. And Michigan is one of those. And even though Whitmer has been represented negatively in some media right now, I think she has proven that she has the strength to make very, very difficult decisions under pressure and also be able to respond to the criticism that comes from those decisions. 
Yeah, no, she's she's good under fire. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I may not agree with her policies a hundred percent as far as what she's done when she first took office and the gas tax, but right now she's been doing fantastic. That's true. Like so many uh, strong women in politics, they definitely perform better under pressure. And uh, I think there was uh, an article about that recently about the top. Our countries responding to COVID-19 right now are all led by women. I'll send that your way when I find the article and then you can share it on our Facebook page. Okay, I will. All right. Let's get to beer number two. I don't even know what I'm going to grab. I'm going to go go rummage through the uh, my, my own personal trove and come up with something. Waitress, I am parched. It is time to dig deep into the individual troves, and since it's Blatto's week, we'll let him kick this second beer off. All righty. Well, I don't have to dig that deep because, you know, the way I've been purchasing beer <laughs> to try and get things that we can all review, the, uh, the personal trove and now the refrigerator, they are just bulging at the hinges. Uh, with different beers. Bursting at uh, the seams. Uh, I like bulging at the hinges. Um, uh, clumsy. <laughs> well, it also makes me think of Big Red Cox. Okay. There it is. <laughs> uh, okay, so what I'm bringing to the group today, uh, sort of, because it's only me that's drinking it, is a New Holland product, Poets Brunch Stout. Hmm. Um, you know, what is it with poets and beer? Oh, poets sit around, drink heavy beers, and write whimsical yeah. passages. Maybe. Because there's there's two other poet beers that we've done. Yeah, we did uh-huh. New Holland Poet, which I loved. That was a poem, right? And then, and then Bells has a series. I think it was Bells. Or who has the, the, the poet series? Uh, that might have been Bells or Founders. Um, anyway, so this is uh, called the Poets Brunch Stout, Imperial Stout with maple syrup, cinnamon, and natural flavor, which I don't know what natural flavor is. So really, as I look at the can, they don't tell you uh, very much at all. Um, it is a 9.0, so I like that. And... It's got a stamp on the can to make it like very official and, um, uh, you know, credible. It says Brewer's Best Series. So whatever, you know, that, that's, that's just their own idea. So it's an oatmeal stout. Um, it talks about how it is perfect uh, brunch, which is like between breakfast and beer time. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, <laughs> that's kind of perfect for, for our quarantine right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, uh, cinnamon vanilla on top of the uh, real maple syrup. So it might be too sweet. We'll find out. Uh, limited release, yada, yada, yada. So um, we'll give this a go. And while I'm tasting it, why don't I throw it over to... Uh, Okay. Well, my Michigan beer 
for the week here is an Austin Brothers offering. It's the Sumo Sumatra Imperial Stout. And I didn't know much about it when I bought it for two reasons. Uh, There's not much information on the can. And plus, I didn't have my glasses with me (laughs) when I picked it out. And all this writing is really small. But what I'm coming to find out, I I like the, the Sumatra and the Imperial Start stout part uh sumatra made me think of coffee and this is a coffee stout uh what i didn't know until i pulled up their website is this beer is an 11.4 oh shit holy holy smokes did not know this and it's not on the can oh it is on the can i just saw (laughs) you need glasses (laughs) i i need to have glasses (laughs) When I'm buying my beers. So anyways, I'm pretty excited about this because we've we've had some good luck with Austin Brothers, the Woody, right? Uh Uh-huh. So when you mentioned Austin Brothers, I was reflecting back to Nobbs' comment about um, uh, how he seems to favor Vivant Brewery. And Mm -hmm. Austin Brothers is one of my favorite uh, breweries, which is still a craft brewery, Um, you know, hasn't been purchased by any European conglomerate yet. Um, and uh, I'm sure they might have something uh, that uh, I, I don't put in the for me category, but I don't think I've had it yet. Hmm. Well, I poured this and holy crap, is this motor oil and the head on it isn't much different color. <laughs> it, it, it's oh, really? Hard. Yeah, the, the head is dark as well. So... This is going to be interesting. <laughs> mm, smells really good. So, but before I give my opinion, we'll jump over to Knobs and see what he brought. Some California sissy beer, I understand. Well, I uh, yeah, I'm breaking from our Michigan theme because uh, I'm starting to run a little bit low on Michigan brews in my beer fridge right now. Because you so are I abiding went, by the stay-at-home order. You are yes, exactly. You are saying what's essential and what's not essential. Yes. And uh, so I bought this, geez, probably a month ago or so. This is from Stone Brewery from California. And what really caught my attention was their branding and the name of the beer. It's St. Timonius IPA. Ooh, like and it's, it's a it's a black can with very um like straight line font with a horned figure on it with hops all around it and it is part of their worship series and it says glory be to those who imbibe it in its freshest form and faithfully worship thy hop in the beauty of blissful bitterness <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so yeah i kind of i kind of love just the theme around this it's uh a seven percent alcohol ipa um this is one of the few i actually have left in my my 12 pack of it so i've had this before yeah so why pour this uh bottle um uh, what's your review for your beer uh you you know it's 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 not the uh, blueberry maple. Um, thank God. Well, thank God for there, that. There, there's a little <laughs> bit of sweetness to it, um, and it's the kind of sweetness that I have to see if it mellows out a little bit for me to say, okay, I would order this again. Um, so 
Um, even though it's not really a full review because we all have different beers, I'm probably going to reserve judgment um, on this in, until uh, I, I get a little bit more into it. Uh, I don't, I do get the vanilla. I don't get a lot of cinnamon. Um, uh, it does have a nice mouthfeel. I mean, it is a nice thick stout. It, it delivers there. Um, you know, probably partially because the, the 9%. Uh, I was also looking at the can and I guess I don't understand this, but it says number one. Like I bought, I, like I got the first one. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're numbered or something. It's a numbered series. Yeah. You know, and it says number one. Um, You're number one with us. I, I was also uh, uh, looking up the, the, the thing about poets and yeah, there was, there was the poet from New Holland and then there was the Bell's uh, Walt Whitman series. Mm-hmm. And, and we did number one songs of myself yep. on that. Um, but I don't think we ever did another one after that. Did they stop? No, producing? it was just that one. Yeah. I, I just don't know if we found any right. or at least they were bought anymore. Right. Uh, There's no I don't know how slowly grass. they're releasing them. Um, also on my beer, I would say it's, uh, um, it, it's actually pretty mellow for all those flavors in there. So, um, you know, the bouquet is kind of weak, um, but that doesn't make it bad. I mean, I'm just saying it's, it's not mm-hmm. very strong, I, I should say. Right. Um, and, and it goes down pretty easy. So as long as the sweetness sort of mellows out, I, I could put it in the for me column. I can tell you this. If somebody had me one, I'd be like, oh, hey, I've had this. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> nice. Fred? Well, I've had some time to get acquainted with my beer, and I I, I may be falling in love. Oh. Um, <laughs> the, the, the bouquet of it, and I'm a chocoholic, is pure cocoa. But just Love a it. little little smidge of vanilla on the end of it, but it's like I, it it's just it's like you're opening up a can of Hershey's cocoa in that when that powder kind of wafts up into the air. That's what it smells like to me. But then when you drink it, I don't so much get the the cocoa and the vanilla flavor. It's like a good stiff black cup of coffee. So if you're not a coffee person, I think you would hate this beer. But I'm so it has you, to be like a it has to be more mocha then, right? The chocolate coffee combo. Well, it's funny. It's like I I smell the cocoa, but I don't taste it so much. It it's like almost drinking a nice stiff black cup of coffee to me, in which I really like that and. The viscosity of the beer, it, it's kind of on the heavy side, which I really like that as well, too, for the, the whole mouthfeel thing. And it, believe it or not, it finishes fairly clean. Believe it or not. No, I believe so, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, is I it, really like this beer. All right. But you're sure it's cocoa and not Ovaltine? <laughs> A crummy commercial. <laughs> Ovaltine. No, it's cocoa. Yeah, mine finishes very, very clean. Really, I mean, you know, you, you know, think back at the other maple beer that we had, where it just stuck to the roof of your mouth and it never washed down. My stout right now is certainly uh, just evaporating after it gets across the tongue. 
Yeah. Nice. Knobs. Oh, that, that's a good beer. So, so, Fred, you're going to say the phrase big and black in the same episode that we had big red <laughs> cock. Really? <laughs> you can cut it All out, right? right? <laughs> No, we ain't. No, I, one I, shot, I, baby. I could, one shot, but one, one shot studios. Um. Well, what? So for mine, what the viewers don't know is that when I opened mine, it exploded everywhere, and I had to run and grab some paper towels to clean up. <clears throat> it's a good thing you had <laughs> those. <laughs> I, I'm refraining from saying more. You know, it's. <laughs> Poblado, I set you up for I, it. I, I don't, you know. I, I encourage right. my kids to listen to this. Yeah, well, um, no this this beer is pr- actually pretty fantastic. Um, so, what is it again? Re- remind us, what is it? Uh, Sanctimonious IPA. IPA, okay. From from Stone Brewery. Uh, it's got your typical nice golden color to it, but very very thick head to it when I poured it. Um. Uh, it's not overpowering in its flavor, but also finishes very clean as well. So I would say this is a very solid IPA, and it's going to be for me. Fred, I may have one or two cans left. I will save them for you because I think you would love it. Excellent. And Blotto, I don't think you would, so I'm going to drink the other one. <laughs> well, at least you thought of me. Yes. <laughs> In, in the most negative term. Yeah, well. Uh, but no, as, as far as being a out-of-state beer, uh, I think <laughs> California represents very well. So good job, California. You, you know, it, it's funny, you, you know, and we've talked about this before, and it's not really news. Um, but I was talking to a coworker down in Georgia and – Trying to think how the conversation of craft beers came up, but you know it was kind of like you don't you don't know what craft beer is, you, you, you know, you know like, like Michigan is so far and above what states like Georgia are doing in the craft beer industry. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't even consider Georgia to be like a right, beer state, right, and. and and I, and I was like in Colorado, really. Try my peach beer. <laughs> and and I wasn't trying to compete. You know, you know what I mean? It's just I was just trying to be factual about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and uh it just kind of reminded me maybe that, you know, we're we're fortunate to podcast here in Michigan. What if we were what, what, what like, if we were podcasting like... in Georgia? Thanks to Governor oh Whitmer. God. I thank her. It, it would be like you know telling someone from California or Washington that Michigan has a great wine selection. <laughs> <laughs> S- something this podcast would never do, yeah. right? Uh, do we have a do we have a better beer selection than Washington State? Why would I what I'm gonna say yes. I don't know the beer selection from Washington. Well, that's okay, that's see, that's where I'm going with that because uh, they got a couple craft breweries out there that are kind of floating over across the U.S. 
um, uh, what is it, Rainier, or there's another one, but Rainier uh, beer. <laughs> there used to be a commercial like, yeah, that. I was gonna say they've been around for a long time, they're not really a craft beer, but um, no, there's another one, but we yeah, have the on. breweries that are that have gone big time, like you know. People in Georgia, or I know for certain people in Pennsylvania, they can get Founders, they can get Atwaters, they can get um, Bells. You, you know, those craft breweries that started the Michigan craft brew industry have gone global. And I don't know how many there are in other uh, in other states that can say that, especially to the extent and the quantity that Michigan has. You know, patting ourselves on the back a little bit. You know? Even though we don't drink Founders anymore. Yeah, I was starting to right. rethink that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to come down to it. We're going to have to. But one of my most surreal moments was I was in a, a small town in Montana, and I ordered a beer, and it came in a Founders glass. That's pretty amazing. And I thought I thought that was awesome. Yeah. It's like here I am, just half the country away, and I'm in a local I'm getting I got my beers in a local brewery's mug. Like, that was hilarious to me. Like I can't I couldn't escape Michigan beer no matter where I went. Just your refrigerator though. <laughs> <laughs> oh baby. Touche. Wow. Wow. wow, that was okay. That was spot on. Yeah, All buddy. Right. Yeah, buddy. Fair enough. You fair just enough, got right. trolled. Yeah, yeah. The grassy, the grassy troll <laughs> comes out from underneath the bridge. Oh, I'm just gonna shut up for now. <laughs> well, you're just supposed to be our tech guy anyway. You've really worked your way into this. <laughs> I know my place. <laughs> All right, Fred. Well, let's take control of this again. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. Mm. Entertain me. Oh, well. Try it. Yeah. Try it, please. You, you I know, need entertainment. Entertainment is hard to come by, I believe, during this COVID crisis. And, and, and maybe... You see it differently. Maybe Nob sees it differently than I do. Um, but I'm still suffering from the lack of sports. I have never realized how much useless, pointless shit there is on the TV until these last two weeks. I, I mean, literally. Well, it's I, always been there. You've just avoided it. Right, right. I, I've never felt like I have to pick something from the shit. That's exactly right. And it's like, I'm flipping through the guide and it's like, man, there is really nothing here. Uh, you, you know, I've never watched so much Shark Tank in my life. <laughs> but you're getting a lot of great ideas, though, right? <laughs> well, actually, you know, me and my little pseudo business venture that we're trying to get off the ground. Uh, I, I watch a lot of The Prophet, too, <laughs> because I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, 
you know, uh, it is, I, I think it's really that bad. I, I mean, and that's just, it, it is strictly a personal opinion. You, you, you know, you know, Pop-Tart, you know, she has loads and loads of things that she likes to watch. And we're almost done our binging. You know, we, we, we finished up binging on Ozark. We finished up binging on Better Call Saul. We're trying to finish up binging on Shameless, but it's just awful. Um, so, you know, that where I first was opposed to a lot of this online streaming kind of entertainment, I'm kind of coming around to it. Really? Because television is just so bad, in my opinion. And, and, you know, I, I don't know if this, if, if, if this, whether it's some special on TV or some, something special that's being streamed on the interweb is that appealing to me or I'm just kind of stuck, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the entertainment community is doing what they can to make, to entertain, right? Let's not put an agenda behind it. The entertainment community is doing what they can to entertain. Is that, is that, is that fair? Yeah. Well, I think, I think they're, they're trying to do what you said, but they're also trying to survive, to be relevant, to keep their, their name and their faces in front of people. It, but, it's a, but, but, it's but if you had to put a percent, if you put if you had to put a percent to it, is it you know 80 30, 60 50? You know, what 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 is it that you think is how much of staying relevant or uh you know just really trying to um be a part of people's lives and help, you know, soothe the anxiety and the angst that's occurring uh, in places like Ohio and Montana. <laughs> well, hmm. I, 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 I think it's more of, I think the reason that Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon are doing shows from their home as awful as they are, uh, is is more about just feeling a responsibility to keep America entertained, and you can call that elitist. I'm, I, you know, fine, right? But I, I, I get the I, I get the impression that they're doing it more from the heart than they are to be relevant and make sure that their, uh, uh, you know, their 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 pipeline of fame and and cash continues to flow. Well, I, I think, well, maybe I put it in the wrong terms. I think it might be more of a combination of their survival, but along with the desire to do what their passion is. Because, you know, the, the musicians and also a person like, you know, Jimmy Fallon, they're performers and that that's what's in their DNA. That's what sure. There's a third up. category in there. Right. And you bring up a, yeah. you bring up a good third, third option, right? One to make money two to help the nation, but three, because 
It's what they enjoy. It's what they do. Yeah. 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 I, I, I perhaps well, I might have been too too quick to put it in the survival area so much. Oh, we're just being awesome. Know, the relevance, but but the more I thought about it, it's like you know that's what these people do. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a pseudo musician, and I I get it. You know, I, I'd I'd love to play out once a week. It never happens, but <laughs> just you know. What so, do you mean you, you want to play out once a week? What do you mean? I would love to play out once a week. So are you doing that right now on your stream on 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 the nah. on the interweb with the <laughs> Facebook pages? Nah, no, I'm not. I I did a couple videos. You did. You did. I think I did five or six, and then I don't know. I was onto something else. So I guess I don't have that passion. Do you, do you, so I, I think we 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 talked pre-production uh, that you also watched this the uh, Saturday Night Live episode. Yep, I did this week, um, and their attempt to do things from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valiant is that is that a good good <laughs> good way to describe it? Yeah, I, I definitely give them kudos for trying to do it, but it was, parts of it were painful. But actually, lots of SNL is painful. <laughs> <laughs> we continue to watch it, though. I guess we're we're pretty big fans of it. But uh, I, I I give them kudos because they were basically doing their own skits with whatever they had around their apartments or their homes. Yeah. So big points for uh, ingenuity and, uh, you know, coming up with that stuff. So, but it, it was weird. You know, one of my favorite parts of SNL is um, weekend update. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought Shay and Joe did a pretty good job and I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe Colin was trolled. Oh, <laughs> he seemed caught off guard. He seemed really, really caught off guard. And if, 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 if Michael Shea had set that up about his grandmother uh, with Colin beforehand, uh, that was some grade A acting by, by Colin right there to, to make it seem. So, you know, that I thought was, was pretty good. Um, I'm not all that great on their names, but there was a couple other skits that I, I, I thought were really good. The the RBG skit was was funny, I thought. Yep. Oh, um, very, good. very clever. Um, she does a great RBG normally. Um, right, right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, when you see things like this from the entertainment community that are attempting to – um, how do I say, like, like be a part of the lockdown, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, um, maybe sometimes it's not as good because there's that sadness to it. Like, if they did those same skits with the same writing in a different setting, would you not be thinking about, okay, this is what I'm stuck with? <laughs> <laughs> Because this is what I'm stuck with right now, right? You know? Yeah. Like, I didn't get the Pete Davidson thing at all. 
Which one? The the rapping? Yeah, the, the rap part. I didn't get that. He's an oddball anyway, so. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. Total um, side note. Have you ever seen any of those um, those uh, celebrity roasts with, and Pete Davidson has been on? Uh, have you ever seen? No, I don't think so. I'll tell you what. Oh, he's funny. I'm not saying he's not funny. No, no, no. He's a different person when you <laughs> you get him on a show like that. SNL, he's kind of tame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen him on a couple of those roasts, and he's pretty vicious. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, didn't mean to sidetrack you there. No, 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 no. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Is there roast online now? Are people doing roast online? Hmm. I mean, the, the, the one thing I do kind kind of find a little funny about this new wave of entertainment that's happening because of stay-at-home orders is it all seems to be centered kind of around music. You know, I, I've, well, been, I've been hit up by a number of uh, suggestions tomorrow to watch uh, Black Keys, um, Larkin Poe, and a bunch of old Pink Floyd videos of concerts. And people are hitting me up and saying, I got to watch this stuff. And I, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm going to watch it or not. But, I, but I'm leaning towards yes. Because I can't watch another episode of People's Court. <laughs> I want to, I really want to slap Judge Judy. She is I don't watch, so ignorant. Oh, I'm, no, no, no. Uh, Judge Judy is not People's Court. That's Judge Judy. No, okay. I still want to slap Judge Judy. Okay, yeah, I do too. But no, no, no. No, People's Court has has got that uh, redhead woman. Don't know who that is. Oh, it's it's still a good show. (laughs) Speaking of Pink Floyd, can I tell a real quick little story? Yeah, love Pink Floyd stories. Knobs might like this too. I don't even know if Nobbs is still on after my last. No, nah, he's off. He's in the ether. But he's um, here. The other day, I was uh, on a Facebook thing, and two years ago, I went out to Southern California and I visited the closed Air Force base that I was stationed at, and and I realized that I never had posted my pictures I took that day. That we were there. So I posted on Facebook and it started this lot of conversation amongst people that I served with. And Oh, I saw one of them. Yeah, yeah. It was almost unrecognizable, actually. But what I ended up finding out, because some people that I uh, had shown pictures to had asked me questions like, what do you, what am I looking at? What do you got here? Blah, blah, blah. And I started doing some digging around and after the base closed, I think it was in 1993 when Pink Floyd was doing the concerts that came through Detroit, they actually rented out a hangar on Norton Air Force Base where I was stationed and they, they um, practiced for a month in that hangar before they went on the road. Those were the, Shows that came through when the World Cup was going on. Do you remember those, Blatto? I remember those. 
yeah, it turns out that they used one of the hangers, which are these massive hangers, and that they practiced for a month for that tour. Mm. And I thought that was so cool. I, I had no idea. So that's my little side note. <laughs> no, that is really cool. It would have been cooler if you would have stood up and stationed there and heard them. Yeah. Huh? I'd have been a roadie. Uh, it, so, you know, I, I I still haven't committed to jumping on this online um, entertainment, but I'm, I'm getting much closer, you know. Today I watched um, Samantha Fish Fridays, oh, uh, which I've been yeah. meaning to watch because uh, she is one of my favorite blues guitarists, singer-songwriter. And uh, so, you know, I had the reminder, I tuned in, and I was entertained for 45 minutes by her. Cool. And her Very cool. Uh, cigar box guitars. She plays those? Uh, she is one of the, like, uh, what do you call them? Like spokespeople kind of things. Yeah. Oh, so she has to play them. No, 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 no. I'm not saying she has to play them. I don't, I don't know that, but she's, she's notable for cigar box Mm. guitars. You know what I, I I wanted when we were pre, pre pre-show and we were talking about this subject, something popped into mind. Are you guys familiar with the show Ink Masters? Yeah, I've mm-hmm. heard of it. Yeah, with well, cat tattooing. Well, mm-hmm. no. Well, didn't she start I there? Think. I think I think Cat did. No, she may have. I think she started I don't there. Know. Don't know either way. Cannot confirm or deny. You know who I'm talking about. But Cat, yeah, yeah, Cat, Cat, Cat Bondi. Bond something. What? Bondi. D. Yeah. Cat Bondi. I believe she started but, there. Well, Half Pint and I are big Ink Master fans. And um, they were going through their season, and it and it's grueling and it's long for the watcher as well as the tattoo artist. But anyways, so the other night I had it uh, DVR'd. It was the show that the last three contestants that would go to the finale would be picked. And uh, they go through this hell, these tattoo hell uh, competition. They pick the three people. And then what they do is they tell them what they're going to be responsible for at the finale, like a 25-hour chest piece, and then a 25-hour back piece, and then a six-hour thigh piece, right? And so they go through the show. They eliminate all the people. They get down to the three finalists. And then as... The show is ending. I'm expecting to get like um, coming attractions of what to expect at the finale, right? And what ends up happening is because of the co- coronavirus, they had to cancel the entire thing. <laughs> they did. And it was because they, A, couldn't have a big studio audience. B, they couldn't have contact between these artists for 56 hours being tattooed with a, uh, a client. And it was just a, like, oh, my gosh, because the winner gets like $100,000 and they get like a write-up in in uh, some big tattoo magazine and all that. But it all just – I've been watching this thing for like 15 weeks, right? <laughs> and because of the coronavirus, it all just imploded. And so instead of someone getting 100000 they said they all got a cash um, 
payout. So I don't know if they split a hundred thousand or maybe they got 25 grand a piece, but just was totally weird, you know? And they said, if you want to see their tattoos, go to their YouTube channel, which I did, but it was just like so anticlimactic, just, it, it just kind of a weird thing. I know it's not following the exact topic, but it, no, it's entertainment it, during the coronavirus. But, and, but I have whoa. also brought this up uh, uh, about these reality, in air quotes, uh, TV shows and what their uh, you know production and recording cycles are looking at like right now. You know? And uh, how, how do they... Um, you know, what are, the, what are they doing when the series sort of catches up to that, right? And, yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you can look it up and find out, yeah, that production has stopped on a number of these shows. I mean, the ripple effect of coronavirus is really pretty amazing um, from an economic standpoint. Um, uh, but I did have to look it up. Uh, it was Miami Inc., is where Kat Von D got her stuff. Oh, that's right. That I'm. That wasn't a competition. That was just a reality. Well, that was show. the first one. That was that was that was really the show in 2005. Going that far she back, was out in like Colorado or something. Florida, wasn't she? Well, Miami, Inc. Florida. <laughs> no, 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 no. Miami Inc. was. Um, oh, okay, Chris okay, Nguyen yeah, yeah. And... No, she might have been a guest or whatever. But anyway, that's where she, she got. Was, her. No, she was from L.A. Yeah. She was from L.A. Yeah. That, that's what it was. She got her start. Yeah. She got her start by appearing on Miami Inc. Right, but yeah. she wasn't from Miami. You know what's another? I had another thought Uh-oh. along these same lines. Think about Jeopardy. Alex Trebek is terminal. Oh my gosh! With cancer. I know. What are you going to go there for, Downer? Well, no, no. It got me thinking. Because I kept wondering what when was going to, before the Corona thing kicked up, I kept wondering, because we're huge Jeopardy fans, yep, when he was going to call it quits. And we ne- we haven't got to that point, or have we? We don't even know now, because now everything is in rerun. And it, ju- it was just another thought that came to mind with, you know, entertainment and the coronavirus. What's going on with Alex Trebek? Uh, so everything, so everything is in rerun right now because I, I haven't. Well, it has to be. They they can't do a studio show. Right. They're they can't have the right. those contestants are closer than six feet. So yeah, they we I popped it on the other night, which I haven't watched in a while. But yeah, no, I'm on their was, website and they're just uh, a three twenty four episode said that you know things have been suspended. Yeah. Uh, so weird, eh? Um. You know, what what do you think about these TV shows that are doing, like, um, uh, uh, fundraising and, and, uh, you know, sort of the contribution thing? Like, Elton John did one, what was it, about two weeks ago? Yep. Um, uh, I haven't seen much of that. We watched it. We were a little disappointed. It wasn't very entertaining. What did you think? And 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 as I and as I was watching it, I was realizing this isn't supposed to be that entertaining. It is supposed to be about getting people to pledge. I don't know. I just thought it was okay, and a lot of the people he had on are not my cup of tea. So it was a meh. Yeah, 
You, you know, when I was saying that that so many, so much of the online entertainment seems to be about music, and so I, I started to think about, well, where are the comedians? You know, like is you think it, they would jump on? Is this. is Jim Gaffigan like? You know, I doing things from home. Um, I, I think he is, uh, but you know, the the very best comedians are not always uh, like great improv. You know, they practice their craft. It's not an easy thing to do. In fact, it's really freaking hard to be a stand-up comedian or to be a comedian, right? Um, yep. And very few, I think, it just you know. It starts off as a natural art, you know, oh, you know, you're really funny and fast and witty and smart. But to maintain it, uh, you know, kind of look at look at look at a guy like Stephen Colbert. On the Colbert report, it was always, you know, very well rehearsed. When you see him interview somebody, he, he comes across as a much more regular guy. He doesn't try to be that funny. You know, he's not, you know, whipping out the one liners like like the Colbert report. Um, and it's interesting. I don't. I don't know if the if 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 the comedy world, or let's say the uh, um, uh, what, what, uh, the the theater world is doing much online right now. You know. Yeah, nothing I'm aware of. It just it, or or whatever other art that we can think of. Podcast. <laughs> People <laughs> ought to be listening to more podcasts, you know. I, I was looking for comedians that um, might be broadcasting online, and I came across a, a thing here that happened back in early April about Comedians Unite for Laugh-Aid, a live streaming from all these different comedians in their homes. And I thought, you know, this might have been pretty entertaining. I think the advert, I think the promotion for it must have been terrible. <laughs> or they just weren't funny. Well, maybe, but they had like all the big names. You know? Oh, all the names. They had all the names. <laughs> well, Kim Jong and Dane Cook, you know, David Spade. You know, a couple people here that other people might know that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Kim Booster. Do you know who he, who that is? Who? Well, he gets a headline oh. on this thing, so. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Nob, you had uh, told us about that concert you were going to watch it. You actually paid for yeah, it. Yeah, you paid for it. I did. Yeah. It was you, uh, $15. You so what, how yep. was it? It was fantastic. Fantastic. Wow. That is not what I expected to hear. Fantastic. You're a fucking liar. All, oh wow, shots fired there. This one thing I am not. It is a liar. I'm just having a good time uh, with my nine percent. I know poet brunch stout. Absolutely, no. They had no, uh, no, not, everyone no, not, in, not in in their studio. Kettle one soon. They had that everyone in their studio, and they live streamed it, and they played a lot of my favorite songs. And for a band that I don't get to see live like ever i was more than happy to spend the 15 dollars to support them and watch their stream okay so how did you watch it like 
Did you have it on the dual screen? Were you up moving around? Were you just sitting in your chair? Did you get the headphones on? Did you phone? How did you enjoy this so it was better than expectations? Uh, it was on one of my computer monitors okay. over computer speakers uh, while I was doing some side So you were work. kicking it. Yeah. All right. It was awesome. I, and, and again, half of it was supporting a small band that I thoroughly enjoy. Well, why just half? I thought that was the whole thing. Because the other half was, the other half was watching them play. Oh. <laughs> I, I got it. Half being the support part. Okay. Yes. All right. I, I didn't quite get that at first. I'm like, I, I thought maybe like there was a, a warm up band or something else. And so I understand. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It, it, was, it was awesome. They, uh, even though they were playing for basically no one in front of them, they gave it their all and they were very entertaining. So, where, so what was their setting? Where were they at? What were they doing? They were in their own studio. So they were together, they were playing live. They had a camera just forward facing their all the performers, and they were streaming it to YouTube. Um, where are they from? Uh, Washington, I believe. State. Yep. Fred, do you got any uh, streaming events coming up? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> De- uh, dead end question, there, Blotto. Actually, no. Actually, I, I saw one today, and I think. It's tomorrow at noon. It's uh, Colin Malloy of the Decemberists. Uh-huh. If it's if it's if it's not tomorrow at noon, it was today at noon. <laughs> oh, well, okay. But I think it's I, I think it's tomorrow. And uh, he's a hoot. He's a super talented guy, and uh, we wa- we watched one last week from him, and uh, it was well worth the time. It was good. I watched one last night, a solo performance. It was it was awesome. Who was that? Uh, that was Alex Holy Cross of the Native Howl. Ah, oh wow! How did you not know, know about this, there, Federico? I I tried to watch it, but we were having he was having technical difficulties, and uh, we didn't end up uh, hanging with it. I see. So you knew about it, you just couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, yeah, we knew about it. And we were he didn't stick to... with it. He's a he's a poser when it comes to being a fan of Native Howl. <laughs> yeah, through thick and thin, I stayed through that stream and watched all of it. You're my hero, Nobs. I've always said that. <laughs> yeah, as you should, really. <laughs> um, but no, that was a special stream because it was his birthday a few weeks ago, and he didn't get to celebrate with anyone, and his wish was to perform on his 30th birthday for fans and he wasn't able to so he set up this live stream to perform for people it was it was cool it was a way to bring the community together a little bit very cool cool down with alex yep was django on yeah yeah he brought on django it was pretty cool he was uh django as per usual was sleeping on the stage for a little bit and then he Kind of brought him up and showed him to the crowd. Django's a dog. Django is their bulldog. Yeah, just a fantastic dog. He's just so to make cool. sure that it wasn't like his grandfather or something like that. Yes, it's not. Not not Pappy <laughs> Django. No, Pappy Boy. <laughs> uh, all right. 
All right. Well, that covers this week's entertainment update during the COVID lockdown. Is everyone uh, as crazy as I've been last few weeks? Last week, at least. Crazy? What do you mean crazy? Yeah, it's. No, I've, I've been feeling. Uh, I've been. I've been feeling it a little bit. This has been good to go to talk to some people live. I'm fine. <laughs> no, okay, just me. I'm the only insane. No, person no, I, I, I'm definitely going insane. Lotto's going batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you know, I, I should have been in like eight different states already. Right. Yeah. You, you know. Um, well, you know what I think we ought to do is I think we ought to reach out to the people who listen to us, they may be equally as lonely and they can like hook up with either knobs or blotto or Fred and, and just talk. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, oh, a hookup. Wait a minute. Why not invite them on the show? Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. There might be people out there that are feeling low or blue or I don't know. Well, I thought this is like a Tinder thing. No, but but, but yeah, wait, but wait, 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 no, I would not say it's a surefire thing. To have a fan, to have a listener on. Yeah. No, I think if someone wants to be on the show, respond to uh, or post on our Facebook page and say you want to be a part of it and we'll contact you. Figure it out. That could be fun for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. They have to buy the beer, though. <laughs> And then, and then drive around and put it in our mailbox after they yes. wipe it down with Clorox. Yes. There'll be a shot in the mailbox for them. SpongeBob SquarePants uh, coconut shot glass. <laughs> I'm telling you, we got these little pineapple. The, the little top of the pineapple comes off and it's a shot glass. I bet it does. Hey, whatever. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we've gone way too long. Yeah, we and, have. And haven't said enough. So it's that time again. Back to quarantine. The yeah. warden's coming around. They're locking us up. Here we go again. Help me, please. It's the lieutenant governor coming right to Thank- my house. Yeah. Thanks, Whitmer. Thanks, Whitmer. I really wanted to paint tonight, Whitmer. I was going to buy a boat this week. That's yeah. right. That's it's right. 30, 40 degrees, but I have seized the plant, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Let's wrap this. Mess. We're good. All right. We're good. Bottoms up. Bottoms up, you guys. And out. 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 Politics. Some culture and craft beer. Politics. And that is why you're here. Politics. Adam's up.